This is going to be like the really short, short version because um, it is what it is. God has brought each and every one of you here today for a reason, as Dan and everyone has said. Um, So I'm just going to lay it out to you what God has laid onto my heart so um, that you can receive this. So Lord, I just ask that, you know, we have ears that can hear, that eyes that are open, and that hearts that have uh, been softened, marinated, tenderized to receive the word of God today. We ask this in Jesus' name. We are in this great series called Truer and Better. Um, I have been really enjoying this series because each time there has been a different speaker coming up here and sharing. Um, and so Dan has given me this opportunity to share um, quickly um, a little bit about Esther and why Jesus is the truer and better Esther. I just have a question for you right now. How many of you love hero movies? Die Hard, Los Angeles Battle, Batman, Batman, Superman, Spider Man? You know, I love those movies where the hero comes and sweeps up and rescues. Somebody. I am the type of person who cries every time the hero sacrifices something to save someone else. That always brings tears to me. I love that, you know, when the rescuer comes and sweeps, um, it's like, here I come to save the day. Who remembers underdog? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some of us older folks remember that. And he just comes in and he sweeps to save the day. The rescuer. Well, the book of Esther has a rescuer in it. And you know what? I could take like about 20 minutes telling you all about the book of Esther, but guess what? I'm not. (laughs) Um, Esther, I'm just going to tell you some of the key characters of who Esther, who is in the book of Esther and the main plot of Esther. I'm going to read an excerpt of it, and then I'm going to explain to you why Jesus is bigger and better than Esther. Okay, so there is this king, Xerxes. He is uh, prideful, drunken, people pleaser, king of Persia. He has um, 127 territories or provinces that he rules over, and all he wants to do is please everyone and everything. Um, there is Haman, who is the hateful, prideful, honor-seeking uh, villain of the story. There is a Jewish community in this uh, Persian city called Susa, and in this uh, Jewish community there is Mordecai and Esther, and they are both Jews. Mordecai is the um, adoptive parent of Esther. So Mordecai adopted um, Esther as a child when she had lost both her parents, so he became father to her, and he always acted in that role as father. Okay, so this is what happens really quickly. King uh, Xerxes has a wife, a queen, Vasti. Um, He's on this prideful... um, display of all of his riches, all of his military, all of his people, and he's throwing this big party for 180 days. Guys, that's six months of partying. 
straight. And then he goes into this bigger party of seven days where he invites all of the lowlifes to come and drink and drink and drink some more. And then he calls in his wife, Vasti, who is the queen, and says, I want to show her off. So he sends for her, and guess what? She doesn't come. So he gets really mad in his drunken rage and says, okay, I'm going to uh, give this decree that um, Vasti's not going to be queen anymore. He does this by being advised by other people. So he says Vasti is not going to be queen anymore, that um, I'm going to crown somebody else queen. And then he makes this decree that men are the rulers of their household and because they were, he was afraid that if Vasti went without being punished, that every woman would be disobedient to their husbands from there on in. Hmm, that kind of sounds like Adam. So, the king gets rid of uh, Queen Vasti, and then he has the very, very first beauty pageant. And he calls together all of these young virgins and um, parades them around before him and does all of these beauty treatments, whatever. And so Esther is one of them. Uh, Mordecai says to Esther, don't tell who you are. Don't tell them who your nationality is, that you are Jewish. Could you imagine living with a man um, and being married to him and him not knowing what your nationality is, what your background is, who your family is? Well, that's what she did. She went before the king, and guess what? She got favor with the king. And that's where we're going to pick up the story. She is in the king's palace. She is has gone through all of these beauty treatments. She has gotten favor with um, the king. And I am going to pick it up from Esther chapter 4, verses 1 through 17. But only if I can get there. When Mordecai learned of, oh, you know what? Did I not introduce the villain in this story? Did I forget the villain? Okay, did I tell you what he did? (laughs) Uh, The villain wanted so much honor and glory from everybody that um, he would make people bow down before him. Well, guess what? Mordecai wouldn't do that. Um, So that made um, Haman very, very angry and wanted to kill not only Mordecai, but everybody who is associated with Mordecai, which is the whole Jewish nation. Okay, so let's pick it up there. When Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes because there was a day and a time that was set that all the Jews would be killed. Um, And he put on sacks of cloth and ashes and went out into the city uh, wailing and loudly and bitterly. But he went only as far as the king's gate because no one clothed in sacks was allowed to enter it. In every province to which the edict and order of the king came, 
There was great mourning among the Jews, feasting, weeping, and wailing, fasting, weeping, and wailing. Um, Many lay in sacks and ashes. When Esther's made, do you know what? I'm just going to paraphrase this, if that's okay with you. Is that okay with you? All right. So this is what happens. Mordecai finds out what is um, that there's a day that all the Jews are going to be killed. And um, he goes to his stepdaughter, Esther, and says, Listen, Esther, you are in the king's house. Can you go to him and plead, intercede for your people? Now, for somebody to go into the presence of the king without being asked, is sheer death. It's like a death sentence because if he does not give his scepter to you when you enter, then uh, you will be put to death. So this is what Esther was facing. So Esther said, well, I'm not really sure that I can do this, you know. And Mordecai says to her, well, you know what, if you don't do it, somebody, God will raise up, well, somebody else would be raised up to deliver the Jewish nation. And she said, go fast and pray, and um, if I perish, I perish. So she was agreeing that she would go before the king, and if she dies, she dies. So she goes before the king, puts out the scepter, he intercedes for the Jewish people. Long story short, um, the villain gets killed, Esther stays queen, Jewish people do not die. But because the king had put out an edict that said that the Jewish people would be killed on this certain day, he cannot change his mind. He cannot change that edict. So he, puts, he lets Mordecai put out another edict that says that the Jewish people can rise up against those who are fighting and trying to kill them. And so, in essence, um, the Jewish people are saved, and uh, it was because this hero stepped in and interceded for the Jewish people so that they could be saved for that moment. But Jesus is the true and better Esther who didn't just risk losing an earthly palace but stepped down from his heavenly throne who did not risk his life but gave his life who didn't say, if I perish, I perish, But when I perish, for them, all will be saved. Jesus is the better Adam, the better Noah, the better Abraham, the better Moses. He is the better ark, the better manna, the better water, and the better of wine. He is the better temple, the better priest, the better sacrifice. He is the better spouse. He is the better wife. He is the better son. He is the better daughter. He is the better everything. And I'm going to just say, don't settle for substitutes. Esther was a substitute at that time to save the Jews for a moment. Jesus is the sacrifice that saves us for all eternity. Why? Because while we are still sinners, Jesus died for us. All of us fall short of the glory of God and all need a hero, a rescuer, a savior. That hero is Jesus. Let me challenge you with this today. Is Jesus better than everything and anything to you? If not, how can he be?
What can change in your heart so that Jesus will be your everything? We sing a bunch of songs today. If we listen to those words, it told the whole story of how we are saved. It's by believing in him, by trusting him, by allowing his grace to come to us. So I'm just going to ask you, is Jesus your better spouse? Is he better boyfriend? Is he your better um, parent? All of you, those people here on earth will fall short of the glory of God because they are sinners too. They are the ones who will distract us. They were the ones who, will, who take the place in our heart, in, in the throne of our heart, that only Jesus can be. So today I'm asking you, is Jesus the better everything for you? And if not, how can he become your everything? That is the short and long of the message. Jesus is everything. He changes everything, and he is everything.